okay, 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 versatile vigilante, young Vince, Uncle Vinny. Got the man, the birthday boy, belated birthday belated, boy, yeah. Mr. C.J. Mayers. Thank you for having me. My guy, yes, welcome, welcome, bro. Yo, first most important question, how was your birthday? Birthday was good. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive, you know what I'm saying, 25, we beat the statistic, you know what I'm saying? So, Quarter century. You know, J. Cole said it best, right? And I'm happy, grateful to be here, living in my purpose, and birthday was good. Uh, it was a Tuesday, so didn't really do much, didn't have a little drinks, you know what I'm saying, had some fun recovering now, you know what I mean? But um, it was fun, I enjoyed it, and the real turn up is this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Let's go, bro, a little rock star lifestyle. Yeah, you know what it is. I love it, man. <laughs> so, yo, thank you so much for coming out. First mm-hmm. things first, shout out to big homie m works for, for helping to line this up mm-hmm. um how'd you get in touch with m works that's a good way to start, start it off I think. um so yeah it was i think it was maybe two three years ago uh i didn't know this but my family like my cousins they already knew him and okay. they actually like grew up with him and like were close with him so my cousins were like yeah yeah we're gonna tap you in we're gonna tap you in you guys can meet up and uh, I think it was an event that my cousins held last year. They had a basketball tournament. Um, I got his connects, and we talked. And I said, hey, working on this film, um, when it premieres and when it's done, I want you there. I want you to let me know what you think. And also, we could talk about, you know, possibly making something happen in the future. And he was down. And, you know, that guy, I've seen his, like, videos from the beginning. And I didn't even know this whole time, you know, that he knew my family. So that, that was, like, the trippy aspect of it. But everything kind of came full circle in the way that it needed to um so yeah we got tapped in he came to the premiere he had fun and you know we're talking about working on something we're gonna yes, disclose sir. that yet you know what i'm saying but yeah it's I coming that, bro. it's the coming universe works in, in yes. funny ways man most definitely yo you know what he always is big on like working hard mm-hmm. strong work ethic and mm-hmm. doing my research on you mm-hmm. i'm like bro this guy's just turned 25 and he's got full action full ass films yeah. out premieres under his belt i'm like all right i definitely see that connection yes you know yes so yo talk a little bit about how you became a filmmaker in the first place talk Mm. a little bit about that journey for you well it was a long journey as i'm pretty sure it is for any filmmaker you know director anybody that wants to be involved in hollywood but um it originally kind of started back when i was i would say maybe eight years old okay and i was always like uh in the arts like i was in piano from a young age from four and then i had dance i did dance as well and it wasn't the best visual artist but i always could write and that was something that was always my thing and originally i wanted to be an author and then what ended up happening was i saw a little movie called the dark knight okay and to this day, that is still my favorite okay. movie of all time. If you ask anyone that knows me, they'll tell you that. But um, I was so immersed from what Christopher Nolan did. And I was only 10 when that movie came out. And I, I could literally say the movie line for line. Like, the whole thing. Like, I know it. That's how many times I've watched it. And, like, I remember watching it as a kid. And I was so obsessed with it to the point where I'm like, I got to, like, make this one day. I got to be, you know, the guy that can create these type of experiences. So started watching the behind the scenes and i was like okay this is so interesting how they were able to make this and movies 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 just was always on my mind and over the years fell in love with more movies and how they were made and i said okay i'm already writing short stories and little scripts and novels and ideas what if i write scripts in terms of making my films legit and actually bringing them from the book aspect to like the visual film aspect and that was really the process after that um i would say 
it was like about 2013 or 14, I kind of said, I don't really want to be an author. I would love to still write, which I do, but I actually want to make films. And 2014, we started our YouTube channel, uh, Merewood Entertainment at the time. And uh, that was that was a process, but it was definitely, like, I guess you could say experience that I needed because we started doing scripts um, together and then we did skits, uh, little rant videos, creative type of stuff like that all that type of stuff and then after years of that that's where we said okay it's time to get into the professional aspect and start making actual feature films and that's all she wrote from there so it's a long journey you know i love that bro Mm -hmm. good for you i really like what i like about your story is Mm -hmm. you got inspired by film you always enjoyed writing Mm -hmm. You're like, let me actually make some shit. As yeah. opposed to like, oh, man, I wish I could do it. Exactly. Like, yo, you really did it. Yes, thank you. That's huge, bro. That's thank a you, huge brother. step. Everyone that I talk to that's kind of building their own thing, mm-hmm. that's always the common thing. Like, mm-hmm. you got to start. You have to. You know? Mm-hmm. Was that something where it was like nerve-wracking for you to post that first YouTube? Because you would have been, what, still in high school? I was 16. Yeah. So your yeah. friends are going to see that shit. Like, was how <laughs> was that uh, Was that one of those things where you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, it, it definitely was at first where I feel like this. Like, you, you're always going to be nervous to do things, right? Sure. But the nervousness, like, doesn't, like, overtake you when it's, I guess, purposeful, passionate, and meaningful you yeah. want to actually do it exactly, exactly right and not gonna lie putting up the first video you know looking back at it now it's outdated compared to what we do now but you know we were kind of like okay let's see what people think you know because people have been saying we should do you know films or entertain people always liked us doing drama skits in school um because i originally started with my cousin okay. so it was us two who really started the movement was that the guy when i saw the video when you're talking about um smoking with only graba in it <laughs> And the other one, too, where it's like, duh. I forget the term you use, but he smokes yeah. the whole thing. And yeah. like, Is that yeah. your bro? That's yeah. your cousin? Yeah, yeah. So Shout out to your cousin. He, listen, yo, Shaq, he, he killing him. I'm going to plug him right now because, honestly, if you're a director or a person who's a creative looking to put people in your stuff, you need a, you know, a black male that is talented. That's the guy you want to get because he, honestly, has so much potential. And, you know, I try to give him as much opportunity as possible in my work. But he's been there that. since day one. And, um, yeah, he, he's the guy. Like, you'll see him with me all the time pretty okay. much. Um, but, yeah, we had we were the ones that had come together and said, yo, let's do this. And we dropped our first video back in 2014. And, you know, what it was is that we were excited to see what people were going to say. But not going to lie, at the point we were at and when we dropped our video, we actually had a lot of, like, haters. Okay. We had supporters for sure. But the school that we went to was very, like, there were a lot of people that didn't like us there. And, um I don't know what it was, but we were always kind of the same. Like, we've been the same since high school. We knew what we wanted to do. You know, if you were cool with us, we rocked with you. If you didn't, then, you know, we kept our distance. But people didn't really kind of like, you know, I guess maybe our approach or our energy in terms of how passionate we were with our art and what we wanted to do. I don't know what it may be. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? But there were people that really rock with us and what we did. And there were people that were like, oh, you guys are never going to make it. You know, stop making films. Like, you're not going to be shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was always some type of comment there behind the scenes and then we changed our school environment and everything else was good from there okay because we went to a school that had a lot more support build our you know our knowledge in the arts and everybody 
was literally from when we stepped in that school was like everybody was supportive and i loved that so it was like a night and day contrast um but that definitely helped the youtube journey you know gotcha. ongoing from there versus you know the original place right so yeah uh it, it, it was a it was a task i'll say that for sure yo that's real shit bro because mm. i've talked about this with a lot of people lately like your setting does play a big role in you mm-hmm. if you're around people that aren't trying to level up mm-hmm. if they're around people that are hating on yes. you talking shit like even if you're a strong ass person you're mm-hmm. gonna you know your confident might waver Most if you're around people that are doing great things exactly. and supporting you it's only gonna help that's real and that's like that's the part that you know we understood right like long term we get it now but back then we were like yo what's going on we're exactly just, we're right. especially to, as a kid as a exactly you know and we were young like 16 and we technically started 15 but we didn't call it Merwood until we turned 16 and then we kind of branded it from there so you know 15 16 year olds you know hearing that it can it definitely did hurt because it's like why are you doubting us i'm not making content that like hurts you exactly you know I mean? i'm just trying to see what i can do you know what i'm saying and I would tell my, you know, my parents at the time, I'm like, if you go to an environment and it's like that, you're not going to want to go. You're not going to want to try. Simple. You know, it's very simple, but, you know, sometimes they don't understand it like that. But then you could tell if you were to look at my grades from there and compare it to the new school I went to, it was like a complete 180. Okay. You know, and I love that because I felt more at home at that school. Right. And it definitely helped along the journey. I think if I didn't go there, I probably wouldn't have been where I'm at right now. And, you know, that's why I'm so grateful for it. And. I look back to those years as like they were all it was all a journey you know to where we are now so formative years Mm -hmm. now that's real bro then how long after when you were doing the skits did you take it to a different direction in terms of actually making films i would say like when we did the youtube skits it was around 2014 to 2016 um and then from 2016 is where we kind of started experimenting with short films so we were doing that on youtube and then 2017 to 18 is where we said, all right, we may do a couple skits every now and then, but we're going to do a feature. And we made Vanish in 2018, and that was our first actual feature film. So that was like the transition there. And every now and then you may see us do a, a couple skits, but uh, it was, yeah, it was around that time, around 2018, where we okay. made that full feature pivot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So not too long, bro. Mm. That's a journey, but it's like you're clearly on that path. Yeah. So you made Vanish. You were writing it and directing it? Yes, and editing it. And, and I started editing it. it. And you started it. Bro. <laughs> Yo, good Hard. for you, man. Thank you, man. I'm sure you learned a lot about not only film, but yourself on that process. Most, def- most definitely. What would you say was like that main challenge and main thing that you took from it going forward? From Vanish? Yeah. From Vanish, one, I have to learn how to work with what I need versus what I have. I think that was the main one where, I mean, I only used our own money for that film. That was all out of pocket. There was no funding, none of that, right? So we worked with whatever we got. And obviously not everybody's gonna be on the same page as you. So that definitely affected production and prolonged it because we had people who weren't too serious at times, people who you know were unreliable. And it's just a habit of me saying, hey, come in, come in, come in, come in. And it's something I'm learning till now that I got to work with what I need, right? And it may prolong production if I have to wait a certain amount of time to get someone, but that's okay. At the time, I was like, no, I got to get it done now. I got to get it done now. So that's something I definitely learned and picked up from that. And, you know, going forward, it's definitely, I feel like, something knowledgeable and needed for my career because, you know, you don't want to do that (laughs) when you're actually making this money on the line here, right, and time. So... 
that's something that it's it's stressed to me from very young, which I was about 20 when I made Vanish. But now I'm like 25. I'm like, yeah, like that's something I'm so grateful that I picked up. That's a terrific lesson. Mm -hmm. I feel like for life, not only just making films. Yes. So I feel like it's directing is is kind of similar to life in that you can only control what you can control. Yes. You got to put things in the best possible position. Mm -hmm. Something gets fucked up. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. keep it moving. Exactly. I feel like it's a great test of patience too. Definitely. Like, yo, it's not ready yet. <sighs> Bro. It's not ready. You, like, the patience. You, like, people ask her, like, how are you so patient? I'm like, I, it's because of this. I had to learn how to be patient because you, if I were to fall out on set, everything's done. Right now. Exactly. I can't do that. You can't panic. You're exactly. the last guy that could panic. Exactly. People are looking to me now, you know, to lead and, and direct and build and, you know, make this production happen. I can't go scream at people and cry and you know say i'm done and then you know what no. i mean like everything's done so that's where i learned my patience that's so yeah. real bro because if you're setting a bad example mm -hmm. film's gonna go to shit yeah literally it's very simple yeah do you feel like your technical experience is not secondhand but mm -hmm. not quite as important as your people skills as a director like mm -hmm. the leadership factor would you say that's more important on a film set uh, I would say for me personally, most definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like my creativity was always the stronger aspect of it. Um, but believe it or not, <laughs> I'm not really like a conversationalist. And right. I tell people this all the time and they're like, they're lying, you're lying. I'm like, honestly, I'm more, I'm very introverted because I was shy as a kid. And, you know, for me, like I come out of my shell more because of my career. Right. But I was always an introverted person, you know, but I understand how to communicate, how to make people feel comfortable and how to lead and instruct. And I picked up those things from my career. Um, when it comes to the creativity that always overshone, like overshined my technical aspects, right. because I do have editing background. I have shot. I've done music videos. I've done all of that. Right. But it was never something that was like crucial or needed for me because I always wanted to direct. So I guess my passion never went fully into learning all the pieces of the cameras and all the different settings and all that stuff. I'm like, I can hire people for that. You know, my focus is to direct and write and I have my team to help bring the vision to life. So like definitely for me, it's creativity <laughs> for sure. It's real. You know what I mean? But it doesn't hurt to learn and it's all a learning process too. Exactly. Know? Those are, those are skills that you could learn, mm -hmm. but who you are as a person, I think makes you special, bro. Mm -hmm. It makes Thank the you. film special and Thank the project you. special. And that's real, man. I like how you touched on, like, yeah, naturally I'm not the most extroverted guy. Yeah. But you nailed it, bro. <laughs> if you if it's doing what you like to do, yes. you'll do it. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people forget sometimes. Most definitely. If you don't like to do it, mm -hmm. that's number one, bro. Yeah. You're no passion. No passion. The passion, bro. The passion will force you to do shit exactly. that you never thought you would have accomplished shit you never thought you would have. 100%. A lot of those guys at your first school probably had no passion. You know, you said it. <laughs> Real shit. Like, like you, that's a part of growing up too, and you're yeah. realizing they're not hating on me for me. They're mm -hmm. hating because they got nothing that they enjoy to do. They can't see themselves <laughs> doing it, so they look at you like, "Oh, you can't do it." I'm exactly. Like, Just because you can't do it, because I would, I've never, at least, and to my knowledge, I would never go out of my way to hurt anyone or downplay anyone, even if I didn't believe in myself or them to even fully do what they need yeah. to do. I'm still going to support them because at that moment in time, that's what they want to do, right? And, and they have to learn and grow. And if they say, okay, this is not for me, 
that's just part of the process. But who am I to say, yo, you're never going to make it? You know what I mean? Like, I would never do that. I don't want to be someone's villain origin story. And then now they're like, yo, he said that. Now look where I'm at, you know? Real shit. Michael B. Jordan just did it the other day. And you see what I'm saying? So, like, that, I never wanted that. I was the unfortunate, I guess I was on the other side of it, unfortunately, at times. Um, but it's funny because some of those same people had messaged me years later like, bro, I rock with you. I love your stuff. And I'm like, oh, here we go. That's just how it is. That's Canada for you. It's fun. It's fun, bro. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah that's, the day. that's just full circle, right? Full it circle. always always comes full circle. So, you know, you just got to be humble and I guess live in the moment, understand what your purpose is or try to and, you know, like have passion for what you want to do because that will show. You know what I mean? And that's exactly. all it is. That's all it is. Exactly, bro. Every day's learning experience mm-hmm. if you're willing to, mm-hmm. you know. So you made your first film, Vanish. Mm-hmm. From there, was that like, I'm hooked. Like, I'm all in on this shit. I'm worried, When's my next movie coming out? Right away. And honestly, that was probably another thing I learned was a mistake of mine because as soon as we dropped Vanish, I had already written my second film. And I'm like, yo, we're going in right away because our favorite genre, um, especially my favorite genre to write is like suspense, action, drama. So like those three are like my main. So I was like, okay, we're gonna write an action drama uh, for our next film because we've done action in our skits and in our films before, but we just wanted to, we don't have the budget obviously to do these big action set pieces. So we're like, okay, let's do dramas, do suspense, do thriller, things that don't require too much choreography, right? But then the next film, we're like, okay, we're going in all the way. Full action, hour and a half project. We were like, okay, this is going to be it. I wrote it. I was so excited to get it done. We started filming May 2019, and we shot half the movie. March comes of 2020 and COVID. And that shut the whole shit down. And that hurt because I have the movie sitting on my computer. Mm. Like, it's there, right? And I really wanted to finish it, but... With the lockdown and everything that happened back in March 2020, there was no way that that was going to happen. And um, we had to postpone the film and cancel it, unfortunately. Um, so we ended up working on 321 after that. Yeah. And it was a smaller project, which ended up being pretty much the same length. It was written as a smaller project, <laughs> but then it grew. And that's just film, right? But it was a smaller project. We're like, oh, let's tackle this. Let's yeah. film this. And we shot it during the pandemic. Don't ask me how we did it, but surprisingly i look back to this day i'm like damn we did this all in two weeks it's, it's insane you two know what weeks, i mean bro madness man like that's insane bro sleepless nights stress like there was so much going on like someone is gonna have to do a documentary on just that just making that film because there was so much behind it and everybody put in a lot of work like it wasn't just me i had an amazing team right and a crew that was able to somehow make this magic happen um, my DP, Kiana, shout out to her. I'm plugging her too. Most shout talented, one of the most talented camera women I met. She did that all, like, with no complaints. And that's hours of filming. Like, that's, I don't even know how many hours, but it was a lot. And, yeah. you know, if we didn't have a DP as talented as her, I don't even think that movie would have been out. Or at least not looked the way that it did. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, that was definitely the process after Vanish. We went into Grey Skull. Went in fresh, maybe went a little too quick. COVID happened, and then we kind of took a step back, said, let's do something else, and 3 to 1 finally came out. And we're at a point now where we're looking to see what we could do with that half a film that I have on Okay, never say never. Never say never. We're going to pitch it, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Let's get it, man. Yo, that's an awesome story because I think a lot of people would have gotten so disheartened, like, fuck all this money, time, effort. 
I'm done. Mm-hmm. You looked at it like maybe you still felt that way, but definitely. I'm not done. No. We're fucking making something Most happen. Most definitely. That is a sign of someone that's really trying to go get it, bro. Trust me. That's huge, man. I Impressive. realize I realize like I could sit here and I did have those days where I'm like, yo, bro, what am I gonna do? I'm stressed, wasted thousands of dollars because thousands gone. Absolutely. So much gone. You can spend that like this, bro. Just like that. For right? sure. Literally. And it was at a point where it's like Okay, I could give up, right? But then I'm gonna complain when I ain't shit. So why am I gonna give up? I don't care how hard it gets. I gotta keep going because if I complain and I'm like, oh, why am I not famous or why am I not successful? And well, you stopped. You know what I mean? Job's not finished, right? So we gotta like, we always gotta keep going no matter how hard it gets. Take a break, you know, clear your mental. That's important, right? But at the same time, don't ever give up on your dream. If it's your purpose, you can't give up on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way. Big facts. So that's what it is. I'm clipping that. That's not going to be the <laughs> fucking clip, bro. That is so facts. That's it right there. <laughs> Yo, it's so funny. I was literally talking to one of my good friends about that today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I literally like said that don't stop. Because if you stop, mm-hmm. no one else is going to wonder, where's CJ? Where's fucking exactly. Vince? Like, yeah. no. They might for a minute, mm-hmm. but as time goes on, mm-hmm. got their own life. Exactly. It only hurts us. Exactly. You know, that's, we're watching everyone else. Exactly. Get, get in the field. Get yeah. in the game. Get in there, man. Like hell yeah. We, I just turned twenty five, and I'm like, yo, Ty, yo, we gotta pick it up, cause I'm like twenty five. I'm, I'm proud of what I've done. So proud. Honestly. Bro, you've accomplished a lot, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, you know, you know what I think it is. I think once you realize that you can make something happen, mm-hmm. it's kind of an addiction. Yes. Like yo, oh my god, yeah. I can make this happen. Make I'm this happen. Hooked. Exactly. Yeah, I'm hooked. You you knocked some boundaries down. You know, mm-hmm. you you can't listen to oh you can't do this. No, that's no. done now. Yeah, I've done it already. Straight up. Let's keep going. And we keep going. You know, Real you see how high the mountain is. You know, like I look back and I do have days when I doubt myself for sure. Cause you're a human being, bro. That's just we what all it do. Is. We all we all have it, and it's inevitable. Like people would say, like, how can you doubt yourself? I'm like, it's very easy. It's an emotion that we all have. We have our own self doubts and. We can overcome them, you know, and that's what we got to do. Damn, it's constant work. Mm-hmm. Like even though the patient, like you could be the most patient person ever, mm-hmm. your patience will be tested. Yes, but that's what it is. It's a test. Yes, don't let it break you. Like never. But it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's real shit. I like this type of conversation, Thank man, because I think anyone, any industry, anyone's in, could take something from that. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> I think so, yeah. bro. I really think so. So with three, two, one. Mm-hmm. You got that in theaters. I well, saw you at a premiere. Yeah, we, we premiered it at a at a theater at um it was Innis Innis Town Hall in downtown okay. Toronto. Nice, nice place. Really nice place. Thank you guys for having us, by the way. Um, but Hi. it was it was an amazing experience to do it again because I was so excited to get Gray Skull done and we didn't get to finish it, so we had to wait another two years to do three, two, one. But it felt like everything came full circle with that because it's like okay, we made up for not being able to drop that one, so. It was an experience, man. Had Vanish been in theaters as well? Yeah, we did a premiere for that. Sick. That was 2018. Um, and then if everything did work out, we were thinking Grayskull would probably drop 2020. Right. And then whatever we did will come out after. But it was a four-year gap since Grayskull didn't drop. So Vanish was the first theater premiere. And then 321 was our second officially. Got you. Mm-hmm. So damn, bro, that had to be a, an amazing moment for you. Crazy, like a, a red carpet for your own film mm-hmm. that you put all your blood, sweat, and tears into. It was a lot. Like the the thing is, is like I enjoyed it so much, and there's just so much emotion that you kind of 
not live in the moment sometimes and right that's the hardest part like i would people are telling me things that i said and what was happening who i was talking <laughs> to and i'm like i don't even remember that i'm like what i just remember i just wanted people to enjoy it, you know so you off the henny or something i was in, i was sober <laughs> i like i make this rule i'm like i'm not drinking i'm not smoking i'm not doing nothing before any show because i gotta go up there and talk mm-hmm. i don't want to be under the influence my legs twist up and my head mosh up when I'm on stage. I don't want to do that, you know? So I'm Facts. like, sober now, we can turn up after. You know what I'm saying? So, Very that, good advice. Hey, live that advice, man, because, hey, some people can do it, but yeah. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> Yo, know your strengths, man. Trust. That's it. Trust know me. yourself. Know yourself. It, literally, I tell people that all the time, but you got to know yourself, man, because you might just, you know, mess up and then you go too far and everything mosh up. And, you know, Big so facts. That was a lesson. That's real, bro. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, this is a pure curiosity question. Mm-hmm. How do you even go about getting a film in the theater? So depending on how you want to do it, because you can distribute films down here, um, but then that comes down to legal paperwork, right. and, you know, productions and distributors and stuff like that. But if you want to do a premiere, an independent premiere, there's tons of theaters in Toronto that actually allow filmmakers to come rent out the theater and do events. That's so sick. So you just find the one that works for you, what's in your budget, bring out the people them show your movie do whatever you need to do and they come out and i love the fact that we could do that here you know love that and i'm grateful for it i love that bro because you know you think everything's a hollywood blockbuster Mm -hmm. how do you get something into cineplex Mm -hmm. is another option yeah that's so important yeah and even with that like funny you said that because cineplex now you can do that okay um but it is a little bit more of a harder process like I would say Cineplex, if you wanted to screen there, it's not really for independent filmmakers. If you're more established, uh, most definitely, you'll be able to easily get, you know, some right. type of distribution or some type of deal. Um, but the independent theater lines in the city, there's so many. They offer good pricing, um, good rates for you to rent out your theater. And they, for the most part, allow you to do whatever you need to do, right? Because we had performances, we had vendors, and even with the first premiere, we had spoken word and we kind of came up with this idea that we wanted it to be an art showcase with the premiere included, right? So we get to show off other art forms, not just film. We get visual arts, we have musicians and you know, spoken word and other things that we can incorporate. Um, and these theaters let you do that. So they're letting us do it. We're going to do it, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's get these other artists in here to showcase some black talent and just let people know that, you know, there there's more people coming out the city that aren't really getting, you know, the looks that they deserve. And I... I all, that's all I want for myself, and I want to do that for other people too, right? So that was imperative to me. It's not just my moment. I'm giving the moment to other people who deserve it too. That's real. That's real, bro. I really, really respect that because you're right. That. It's not just about you mm-hmm. or us. Like, it's mm-hmm. whole teams are part of team. this. That's real as hell, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, you mentioned for for black uh, for, for black creatives mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's like a responsibility that you have or just you? like a something you've put into place like mm-hmm. explain that a little bit i would say it it kind of does feel like a personal responsibility of mine cuz i don't have to right. you know i really don't right but the way that i was raised and the knowledge that i've learned and you know just kind of the perspective that i have i felt like yeah like if i'm able to help others why am I not going to do that? I'm not right. selfish. There's not a selfish bone or jealous bone in my body. So even if someone is doing better than me and I can give them an opportunity at some point, I'm going to give them an opportunity because, yo, I can. You're right? And it's what we need in the community. 
we need more people doing that to inspire the youth or whoever else it may be to do that as well because obviously we know we're at a point where our communities apart and we need to unify and the way we unify is through many ways but one of them can be art and i feel like it's one of the most important ways so if i'm in a position where i can help other artists or whoever it may be i'm gonna do it you know and it does feel like a responsibility but i think it's also just based on how i was raised and right. the virtues and values that i have and i feel like that's something that we need it's something that we need more people to do i agree with you bro i asked that question because it's mm -hmm. it's not like a sexy topic a mm -hmm. lot of the time like community outreach and yeah. helping others which is crazy because it's so important mm -hmm. it's almost always like if we're if we're looking at most mainstream music mm -hmm. film it's a lot about me 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 to have like a young guy that's establishing himself while also at the same time really helping people out mm -hmm. i think that's an amazing thing bro i think Appreciate that's that. how i think that that's how people win going forward creating your own your own tree, mm -hmm. your own family tree, bro. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that. That's what we need. Like, we see some of it, but I think people mistake the fact that it can only be when you're at a higher level. Exactly. That's like, what it is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, when I make it, I can do it. It's like, no, along the way, you can do it too. You can bring people who obviously deserve it and are genuine yes. along the way, right? Because not everybody's going to get an opportunity from you, right? But I see people around me all the time that, are working just as hard if not harder than me and i'm like bro i get a little angry because i'm like you're not getting any shine either i'm gonna help you get some shine you know what i'm saying so come along for the journey um i've always been like that people have you know taken advantage of that obviously as well unfortunately but you know for the most part i have helped you know people that i feel like have deserved it and i'm grateful for that you know no i love that bro because that's how that's how the next person can do that for another person. Exactly. It's that pay it forward mentality. Exactly. And yo, you you didn't have really film connections, I would think, right? Like you kind of, and that's so inspiring, man. Thank you, man. You did it. Like you're doing it. Mm -hmm. we, we in it, we, we in I think it. sometimes we look for excuses of why we can't do it mm -hmm. as opposed to like, how can we do it? What exactly. is something? And yo, for you to have opportunities for others and be willing to share that like mm. yo it's huge man thank you man i i really respect it it's not easy to do <laughs> lots of you nights already know hey, lots of lots stressful of sleep, nights sleepless stressful nights it's it, it isn't easy right but yeah doesn't mean that it's not possible and Facts. we gotta we gotta keep going no matter what pillars are along the journey we're gonna keep going we're gonna smash through them and tell the devil no we're saying hey not today exactly we're, make sure we we're fighting man we're fighting and that's what it is bro Facts, the cliche life, man. Uh, nothing worth doing is easy. Exactly. And it's, tr it's true. It's this trick in the book, but it's a fact. It's a fact. And, you know, yeah, you say it's cliche, yeah, but it's facts. And that's cliche what it is. gang, man. Cliches I'm, for a reason. Yep, I'm telling you, we live by these cliches, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yo, I want to ask you this because I, I noticed it on your IG. If you don't want to get too deep into it, completely respect that. But mm. you posted, um, like, security footage. Yes. Uh, some really fucked up. Uh, like ra racist verbal abuse, basically. Yeah. Um, and I know that wasn't too long ago. Mm -hmm. And I know that it had a big impact on you. Mm -hmm. Would you be open and kind of talking about what happened there and kind of like what the ramifications were for yourself? Most definitely. Um, yeah, it was back 2020. I think it was May like 27th or something like that. Um, so we had a neighbor... Uh, still our neighbor to this day, actually. Mm. Uh, I don't know what was said, 
right? But my same cousin, I was with him, and he had ended up dropping me home. And the neighbor's daughter was outside. And uh, we were playing music, held him up, went inside. And I was actually writing my book at the time. And ironically, my book was about racism. Okay. So I was writing my book, went about my business. And then we heard the doorbell ring about a couple hours later. And the neighbor's uh, daughter's father, which he doesn't live with them, but came to our house. And that's the video that you saw. And pretty much something was said. Maybe the daughter. We don't know who said it. Right. But they made up a lie saying that we either tried to look at her or talk to her, which that never happened. And even if I did look over there, it's not illegal to do that. Right. But I knew the daughter was younger. Right. And we never really talked to our neighbors at that point in time. Right. So we didn't really know too much about them. We let them do their thing. We do ours. Right. That's how we are. Right. So when that had happened, he came and accused us of doing whatever to the daughter, talking to the daughter, scaring the daughter. Maybe she was spooked. Right. But. Whoever said it, whether it was her or her mother, whoever it may be, ended up telling him, and he was drunk out of his mind. Came to our house, started calling us the N-word, said it about 40 times, and it was said a lot. And you could hear it in the video a couple times, but that was on video. Before things that were filmed off camera, it was much worse, right? And he threatened us. He said, yeah, I'm going to kill you, try to come in our house. Um, and it almost got to the point where I'm like, yo, we're going to take this guy out. But at the same time, my mom and my sister, they're screaming, saying, you can't do that. You're black. Right, because I could go kill this guy right now. I could go take him out right now. But then, as soon as the cops come, I'm done. You know what I mean? And we know how Canada is, and we know how the laws here. We can't defend ourselves, right? And it could have been very easy, right? But at the same time, I'm like thinking about my career, thinking about everything that I've built up. I could lose that all in, a, in an instant. You know what I mean? And that's where I tell you that patience came in, because it could have got to that point very quick, and it had to have so much resolve not to do anything. To this day, it still hurts me. It traumatizes me. I don't even like thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, damn, you want to go back. And, you know, I'm like, let me do something different Facts. this time. You know what I'm saying? And um, I could care less what people say because, you know, there people be like, you should have went out there and hit him and do this and that. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't care. You know? But that happened, and he uh, was making racial threats. Police came, and the first officer was actually a black guy, and he actually uh, arrested him. And he assaulted him and called him the N-word as well. No way. Which is crazy. So uh, I don't know how the, the judicial system processed that because they actually never informed us about how that okay. process was. But I do believe he did get charged to an extent or whatever. And um, that was an eerie time for that to happen because two days before that, George Floyd died. Mm. The same day that it happened to me was the same day that Regis was killed in Toronto when she was, uh, yeah. the she had the crisis and on the balcony in the apartment. Yeah. So everything kind of was like you remember that time. It was like a boiling it, it very end. Mm. It was the heat of COVID. Too, yes. So everyone's all fucked up. Yes. That was a crazy time. It was bro. a cra- like looking back, I'm like we really lived through that. That was fucked. It was fucked because like I couldn't even. First of all, that was a personal. I was already livid from what I saw. Right. Yeah. And I've been combating injustice for, you know, police brutality, you know, anti-black racism, racism within our own community, self-hate. I've been combating mm-hmm. that since we started YouTube. You can even see it on our channel, right? So when that happened, I was already upset. And then that happened to me, of all people. I was like, I couldn't even believe it because I'm like, no way this happened to me as I'm writing my book about racism. And the news got involved, they got on the news, did interviews, and the story went out there. And we held a protest for Regis a week later. Yeah. And um, that's when it kind of like, I think I always ran away from the fact that I was 
meant to be in this fight for injustice in terms of you know black anti-black racism self-hate and the issues we face from the system i knew it was a part of me but i always ran from it but that's when it really came to me like okay this is what you're supposed to do and not just solely do this but you could do it through your art as well and the passion that you have and the leadership skills you have you could do that right and that's where that identity for myself was fully born there i feel like it was that's when it kind of knocked me literally right in my face with that whole incident or incident that happened so um yeah i i i a lot of positive things did come from that situation right i was able to make my first documentary based off of that and my personal experiences of that and um i was able to help hold a protest my um first protest i've ever like held ever which was crazy to me um but obviously if i could take it back and make it not happen i would love to because right. it's a traumatizing you know incident for my family but um yeah that pretty much what happened is a messed up event but you know Yo, I appreciate you sharing that, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of crazy as, like, such a, like, crazy event. Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of did happen for a reason. For a reason, yeah. Isn't that fucked? Like, That's what I said. Damn, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, people were like, he was supposed to knock at your door. Yeah, you like, what, what, I mean? what the hell? Like, at all places. Odds? What are the odds? And I'm like, I, I'm not really a coincidence guy. I don't really believe in any Me of that. Either. You know? like either. I'm like, signs... I'm very much into the divine, and I'm like, yeah, like, this stuff, things are meant to happen, right? Facts. As messed up as it is. So I looked at it like that, like, okay, what can we do? How can we flip our trauma? You know? We're going to take what was put on us and hurt us, and we're going to flip it and make greatness from it. And I think I did, you know, so. Did, bro. I respect you know. it, man, because it's, if we keep getting caught up in what happens to us mm -hmm. and let that break us down, mm -hmm. we're fucked because we're things are always going to happen. Mm -hmm. Can't control. Bro, that guy, I'm glad you said he was drunk because I was mm -hmm. going to ask you that. Yeah. Like, yo, he seemed fucking drunk, yeah. you know? And uh, what are you going to do, bro? You're minding your own business. Some drunk fuck can fuck with you. Yeah. What can you do? All we can do is Just how we react, how you know? How we react, yeah. And he's a second-time offender, actually. That He's actually done that before. So... Yeah, that makes sense. I'm yeah. not surprised. No, I'm not at all because that came off the tongue too easy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, you've been saying this. Yeah. You know, you're gonna rock at the wrong door, the wrong door. You to know? be so, honest with you, twice that we know of, mm -hmm. twice that we know of, exactly. Probably many more times, exactly. Probably many bar fights. Yes, man. like you said, no coincidence. No coincidence. Shit's patterns. Really. Yeah. But yo, I like that you are comfortable. Even I'm, I'm sure it's very difficult for you to still talk about it. But yeah. I like that you do talk talk about it mm -hmm. because it happened, you know. And yeah. it's not a sad story. Mm -hmm. It's a what happened was very sad. Yes, but you didn't become a victim, you know. Exactly. And I, I love that, bro. I love that again. That origin story. Yes. You know, yes. it could have been the villain origin story. I think it's part of the hero story. Now, <laughs> yeah, you know? the hero story, literally. Batman Easy. had bad shit happen yes. to him, bro. His parents got smoked. Yeah. You know? And look at him. I fucking love that, bro. No, I, I really like, I'm really glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Or I brought it up. But yeah, I'm yeah, glad you yeah, expanded yeah, yeah, on yeah, it, no. man. Because, yo, again, like with race and all these fucking really controversial topics, mm -hmm. I think the worst thing is when we're afraid to have a conversation about it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, fuck you, fuck you. Like, yeah. nothing comes from that. It's very emotional. Very emotional. Very emotional. Very emotional. Like, let's actually have a conversation about it. Say your piece. Yes. You know, I don't think anything poor can come from that. No. You know what I'm saying? We tend to kind of veer off topic. You Too know, much, like, man. I'll, I If you look at just even, like, Twitter is a good example, right? But any social media platform is pretty much the same. It's like, we'll start here, and then it goes... 
Yeah. And I'm like, bro, what you're saying doesn't need to be said. Let's X all that out. Can we stay on topic? Exactly. If we stay on topic, we can resolve this issue with a proper conversation. But with these topics, we know they're very emotional driven topics. So people, very hard for people to kind of have that same control that we may have. You know? Oh, for sure. So we obviously have to be the leaders for that aspect and teach these people that, hey, we're not getting nothing done, you know, talking like this and, you know, coming together and going against each other at this point. We're not going to be able to work and build the way we need to build, you know? So the two way street. Literally. Real we got to both be on the same level, same page. And if we're not, then we got to figure out how to get there. You know what I'm saying? So well said, bro. Mm-hmm. Well said. And kind of on a similar topic, I saw you posted Malcolm X recently. Yes, yes, yes. What about him is something that you really, safe to say, admire? Yes, most definitely. Probably my next to Fred Hampton uh, or Huey P. Newton, mm-hmm. Malcolm X is probably my number one. Okay. So my dad was very much uh, like into the Black Panthers, same with my grandfather on his side. So he, he was raised with the history and the knowledge, and he lived through a lot of racism and a lot of messed up things growing up here. Um, and he passed down that information to me, and I knew about Malcolm X from when I was a young, young kid. And it's just the approach that he had, right, is something that I feel like we definitely need to carry in our time now. Um, and I feel like it's also a reason why he doesn't have a day. We have a Martin Luther King day, but we don't have a Malcolm X day. And he was really on to, you know, what we needed. And I feel like that's also why they never taught us that. Because... Okay. We learn about certain, you know, civil rights leaders and activists and very good that we do. But I find that the school system has hid a lot of these other guys from us and for a reason. And when you actually research what they were talking about and what they wanted for black people, you understand why. Yo, that's a whole other topic. We didn't learn any history from school. Nothing. It was all watered down. It was all hero villain. Mm -hmm. Like, they made it so black or white. Mm -hmm. Like, I was reading about the civil war and uh bro all the mainstream shit that was talked about is not really how it really was oh, yeah. you know yeah and it's just like damn bro why, why is this so hidden you it's know so watered down watered down yeah with the malcolm x thing though do you feel like it's because he because yo he was a pretty he, he'd knock you he'd knock you off if need be yeah most you definitely. know he was no bitch yeah most definitely do you feel like that was a big reason why he's not as promoted as other guys they promote the turn the other cheek mentality yeah right which it's like that's what's oppressed us for so long it's uh, we're in a system obviously against us so we don't have the the i guess you could say the benefit of acting off our emotions and impulses right because you see that never gets us anywhere good right but at the same time strength in numbers malcolm x was able to unify people to show that if we all said no if we all move this way they really can't f with us right and you could see that based on what he was doing. And there's a reason why they had to take him out because you could tell the man was really bringing people together. And the Black Panthers were literally formed because of his passing, because of the system taking out another one of our leaders, you know? So yeah. that's another reason why they, they, they don't want us to learn what he was teaching. He was all about, hey, you know, we, we'll take you out. Yeah, you can't, like, we can't have too many of this. Can't. This guy. We need black people to be peaceful, right? We yeah. need you guys to be civil and obedient. And that's the main one, right? Yeah. Even, I feel like people in general, yeah. like, no. No, like, literally, like, <laughs> you know? and, and what he's saying wasn't just beneficial to us. No. This is for everyone. It's, it's, he was like a great 
example of like a free spirit yes you know yes like you can't tell this guy what to do mm -hmm. i love that 100 percent. that's like, like anyone can take that literally from what did you think of the portrait the film portrayal denzel denzel actually actually I, denzel's my favorite actor so okay off rip i'm biased you know i did like it i definitely did like it yeah i like spike lee of course you know he's mm -hmm. a legend all-star um i did like it um you liked it I, if I was in a position to make a Malcolm X movie one day, I oh, would, that would be lit. I would love to. That, that would probably be, be a lit. passion project for me. Cause it would have to be raw, bro. Like, yes, like nitty gritty. Yeah. Like we're in bare, exactly. like in it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And like Spike Lee did an amazing job. You know, and Denzel I think was a good, you know, Malcolm yeah. X. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Denzel, right? So he's the man. What's you know? your favorite Denzel? Uh, Denzel role. Denzel role. Oh shit, bro. That's, that's hard now. There's a lot. Okay. Um... I wouldn't even put Malcolm up, Malcolm X up there. I would probably say, oh, that's difficult. No, no, you got you got me thinking. I'm gonna give you mine after you you say yours. I got two. Okay, I did like him in Training Day. That's one. It's Training Day, right? Classic. <sighs> Deja Vu. I never seen that. Beautiful movie. Definitely recommend. Um, Bookie Eli. I've never seen that either. Oh my gosh, you got it. those two right there. Book of Eli over uh, Deja Vu. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful I gotta check actor. that. You would love it. I gotta check Amazing. that. He's the man for sure. And he's like, seems like the coolest fucking guy. I'm telling you, yeah. He's not Hollywood, man. No, no, he's not. He's a real one. Yeah, I love him in Flight. Flight was a. I oh love Flight, man. Oh my God. Flight was beautiful, what man. What a film. Like, the, <sighs> what a film, bro. He bodied that. <laughs> he too. did. And I'm like, Yo, what he did in the film, like the way they showed the crash and that everything, was and insane, that was in. Bro. I'm like, what do you mean we're gonna roll it? I'm like, what? Roll like it. that? That's. I'm telling you, Den, Denzel, man, you you the man, you yes. the man, you the man, bro. That scene when uh, he go, he's in the spoiler alert, but yes, yo, it's been out for fucking ten, 10 years, years now. now. Yeah, like come on, watch guys. it. Uh, that that scene when he's at the hotel and he mm. opens the mini bar and he closes it. Mm. But then he opens it back up. Yes, and grab, yeah, grabs oh, the Holy fuck, man. Don't do it. That guy was what drinking film, and flying, man. man. Like, what? Like, Sh shout out John Goodman, too. Yeah, one of yeah. the all time Come on. Come characters, on. man. John Goodman, hey, he's another one right there. That's another all star. Like, Hell yeah. What was he in? He was in um, Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. I remember Cloverfield Lane. That Big was Big Lebowski, good. of course. Big Lebowski. Um, I think he was in the Kong film. He might have been. He might, I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Who's your favorite director? Because you're a director, bro. Yes. Who's your favorite director? Christopher Nolan. Hands okay, down. easy. Hands down. Easy. Shout out my guy Tyreek Erdai. He's a great uh, Toronto artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked for time on this show about mm. Christopher Nolan. Oh, bro. wow. Okay. He so loves man's, Christopher no, Nolan. Man's, Chris, man. No, like, bro, like, he, every one of his movies I love. You need those guys that are box office certified mm -hmm. that are super creative. Yes. You know, there's like no disrespect to like the Transformers movies. Yeah. Or, like actually, fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a box office movie. That's yes. not a creative. It's movie. not like exactly. It's not, it's not like cinema. No, it's not art. You know. You know, but like yeah. the Dark Knight was a fucking smash hit. But <laughs> yo, there's, there's probably courses written about that. Literally, to this, uh, I'm, I'm telling now. you, they and if they don't, you should have a course because that was a crazy film, bro. To to know. And he does, he has a style with his movies. Yeah, kind of dark. Dark, gritty, but it's just storytelling. A lot of his films, I feel like the theme has to do with time. 
mm-hmm. you know, not enough time. And he plays around with the aspect of time. And I think in a different way, each one of his films, which is what I really love about how he pieces his movies together. So like The Dark Knight, watching that for the first time as like a 10 year old, after watching Batman Begins, I was like, yeah, you got me. Like, I gotta do what this guy's doing, you know? Yeah. So him hands down, uh, he's my all time favorite, but another filmmaker that like I'm really looking up to right now is Jordan Peele. Okay. And Jordan Peele, I've loved all three of his films. I mean, I love them on Keaton Peele as well, but seeing what he's doing with his movies, what he's doing is like how I wanna make my films. He's like got probably you. the biggest, uh, I guess you could say example or the closest example I can give right now. So got you. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I only saw Get Out, but I loved it. Oh man, it was excellent. Get Out was like excellent, just so man. many layers. Yo, okay. You, love it. you know what? I one of my favorite parts of that film mm-hmm. when uh, he first meets the family. Yes. And the guy's like, I would have voted for Obama, <laughs> Obama three times. Yeah. Three and times. I'm like, I love that he included that because mm. I feel like so much closet like weirdo shit is masked by that one sentence liberal like yeah oh i would vote democrat i would vote for obama i don't give a fuck i don't care how are you gonna treat me exactly you know and i love that example because he didn't say oh i would have voted i wanted to vote for trump i wanted to vote for republic that's the easy went out of his way that's the easy like that's that's a fucking tell yeah literally i love that man i I, when i watched that i'm like okay sick yeah like you you know like, I think a lot of black people have had conversations like that with, you know, people who aren't black, mainly white. I've definitely had those as well. It's like they kind of go out of their way to please you. or Facts. Who any, cares who you voted for? Literally. Because I'm like, bro, I'm not I'm not into any political party myself. So it's like, you saying that, I'm like, cool. <laughs> but, Don't care. Like, how do you, you know, treat me as I, a fucking person? As a person. Exactly. Man. And these parties that we're advocating for, how are they treating us? Facts. Right? What's the truth behind that? That's a whole other episode right there on Real that. Shit. But it's it's facts. You know what I mean? And when we're talking about a corrupt system, right, which you can even see in the film, mm-hmm. you see how corrupt the system is itself because they were doing that within the system yeah. itself, right? Then we really want to start asking, like, what are these political parties and these people that we're voting in? What are their real motives and That's the thing, bro. That's why I just don't believe in, like, there's a good guy and a bad guy. No. I think you have to just have an open mind. Be smart out here. Yeah. You know, don't... They can't be keywords yeah. for you. Like, oh, he does Triggers. this? Yeah. I fuck like, with like, him. Oh, like, no. Fuck that shit. He said this. If someone doesn't agree with me, then, like, no. I don't rock with anything they ever do ever again. Anything they ever say. I'm like, wow. It's people like this is why the world's messed up. Exactly. You know that only saying? hurts you. That only... It's selfish. You know, it's selfish. And privileged. Exactly. Who are you to say, oh, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have... A lot of us don't have that privilege. And these people themselves don't even have it, but just they think say, they do. Just, say, just be cool, man. That's literally what just it be is. Cool. Yeah. Just be cool. It's Keep not that complicated. Low. It's not. It's all emotion, like we were saying. Right? Yes. So people are all in their feelings, like, oh, you know what it's, I mean? It's not even real emotion. It's mm. not that emotion that you <laughs> have for, like, your friends or your yeah, kids yeah. or your family. It's, like, how are you salty about this right <laughs> that's now? That's what I'm saying. You like, know? That's funny, bro. Are you a music guy? Yes, because I, I I was raised playing piano and okay. instruments, and but in terms of music, I love music. Because music in, in film is it goes hand in yeah, hand. hand, so hand. You score your own your own shit. We haven't gotten to the point of scoring. Okay. I have just now met people who can score, and going forward, we're gonna have our own scores. Up until now, we've just been licensing music nice. um, for our films. So you know. But are you the guy that? Is picking yes yes there you go most definitely because i want to find people yes. that understand what i'm doing and that can make the sound for me. i want my hans zimmer 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. that's what I want. Real I want shit. a guy that I know I could go to. Every movie he's saucing it up, he's nicing it up. You know what I'm saying? So I'll find it one day. And I do have some good people in my circle right now. You know? Hell yeah, man! Yeah. I love that about like art specifically because. Mm-hmm. Within that, there's so many other um, branches. Yes. Like, I'm a filmmaker, but I get to deal with music. Exactly. get to deal with people. get mm-hmm. to deal with all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, love that, bro. That's just what it is. And, you know, you get... When you're in film, I always say it's, like, the most beautiful career because it literally brings everyone together. You can yeah. bring makeup people. You can bring clothing designers. You can bring musicians, scorers, actors, right? Photographers, right? And videographers. are bringing everybody together. Whereas... Other careers that I think are highlighted in the city right now, very independent, very me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If exactly. we were to get a big feature down here, it can bring literally the whole city together in yes. all ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we're, we're getting to that point now. And I want to be on the forefront of that for sure. I think so too, bro. Actually, mm-hmm. actually, that's a good question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Toronto film scene. Mm-hmm. Is there like a up and coming, like guys like yourself, yeah. you, got, you have relationship with other people in the city? Yes, in the last two years, I've met a lot of directors um, from the city, and there are a lot of independent guys down here, um, a lot of black directors too, which is good. That's nice. what I wanted to see, right? Because up until when I started with YouTube, there wasn't really that much, mm-hmm. right? At least to my knowledge. But at the same time, it was still very white, right? Like, oh, if you're white, you're good. They didn't really have opportunities for us up until maybe four years ago, okay. right? And still not... To where I feel personally, still not where I want it to be. But there are enough people down here to actually make a change. And now what's pivotal is that we create content going forward that can do that and inspire people to follow us in our path and, you know, create their own opportunities too. Um, So, yeah, I I have met quite a few and I'm very excited to see, you know, how we grow this film scene down here because it's still growing. Um, Oh, man, it's it's a baby. It's literally and we got a lot of potential, lots of potential here. There's opportunities coming here. Studios are coming down here now, so it's time to take them and see what we can do with them, you know? Facts. Okay. We're approaching an hour, but I'm going to let you go. But one more question Mm. I have for you before you want to promote anything you want to promote. For someone that loves film, Mm -hmm. wants to be involved with film, but doesn't know, they don't see themselves as an actor, Mm -hmm. maybe not even a director, Mm. what do you think is a good recommendation for someone to dip their toes in you know like what's a good starting point do you think for someone that maybe like your younger self yeah that maybe didn't have a youtube channel or something like yeah what, what do you think a good advice would be i feel like the cliche thing is to say go to school mm-hmm. i'm not gonna advise that I'll tell you to do it yourself you will find opportunities and take them when they come right and if you feel that the academic side is the way you need to approach it by all means but even if you're doing academics, if even if you're doing something else to fund your career, try doing it yourself. That experience will mold you into the director or whatever you may want to be when the time comes. And I truthfully be- like, believe that because if I had went into it another way, I don't think I would have that many accomplishments. Right. Right. But because I had the experience of doing things myself, editing bare bones, filming, getting the different positions. I've done like every position where right. you have a five person crew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to do shit. 10 positions yourself. All. Right. So I appreciate these forms. And when you have appreciation for these positions, I feel like it, it molds you into a different type of person. You know, so do it yourself. Pick up a camera, start editing, write a script, because that is free. Writing a script is free. Create your idea. And even if you're not at the point where you want to film, just mold it. Screenplays, scripts, plot books, 
storyboards do it yourself don't wait and say okay when i get in the industry i'll make my first film no you can do it now quentin tarantino said the best the only way to learn how to make a movie is make a movie real shit right so just do it that's all i can say legendary actor by uh, director director 100 percent. what's your he's favorite tarantino and glorious bastards oh that's a great oh, choice man that's a jangle great choice. is is a close second but glorious bastards man that was another great one, one. Like, and it, it was right after the dark knight it came out i think the year after yeah so like that one or it was like oh nine yeah so like that one like super like motivated me to i'm like whoa this guy like okay i have elements of that's his work in mind sure. too because he's a big inspiration but yeah he's man. the man bro yeah he is Shout out Tarantino. Shout out yes. Denzel. Denzel. All the guys. Leo. My boy Leo. He's, yeah. my, he's my... Okay, so Leo your, and Denzel are my two. What's your favorite? Leo movie? <sighs> this is difficult, bro. Okay, so... I got a few of his, too. Inception. Makes sense. Shutter Island. Okay. Scorsese. Come on, it's Scorsese, right? Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Great Gatsby is up there as well. Okay. Those are my, like, probably my four. It's a good for, list, bro. I always fucked with Catch Me If You Can. Ooh. Love that oh, one. There's so many. Love bro. that one. Tom Hanks. I love that Yeah, movie, that, was, that was a classic. Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Um, Departed, of course. Departed. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, my God. That that, that that one is crazy, bro. Jack it's, Nicholson. Come on, man. These are this some legends. You know, I'm, gr- I'm grateful that we got to see these yes. films in their yes, prime yes, you know what yes. i mean like it was beautiful to see that i agree he really molded him and denzel like the 2000s they were they were killing yeah it. They, they were killing it fuck man legendary legendary shit. shit for real bro bro i really really enjoyed this conversation this was fucking fire thank you for i want to ask though is there anything you want to promote any projects coming up you want to talk about anything really the floor mm-hmm. is yours um so i did have a small psa project coming out this month, I believe the 21st, uh, it was actually my first funded project. Dope. Um, and it's called If Only, and it's pretty much just about uh, gun violence within the black community. Okay. Um, I've lost a couple of friends to some gun violence in the last couple of years, and, you know, it's a personal project of mine, but also it's an epidemic, right? A lot of us are dying at our own hands, and uh, I wanted to put that passion into a project that can kind of get people not just talking, but get some action. We can actually see what alternatives there are to stop all the violence within our community. Um, so that will be uh, showcasing at Vibe Arts, which I'll probably have some information about where and times and when, um, but I believe it is the 21st. Dope. And uh, it will be ongoing all the way into April. So uh, I'll have Fire. a promotion we'll all Pull that. up to that for yeah, sure. Most definitely, bro. Would love to see what you guys think. Love to hear yeah. what you think. And uh, yeah, that's what's next. Lit. Yeah. I fucking love it, bro. Yo. CJ Mayors, I really appreciate you, bro. Yes, so fire conversation. A lot of talent in Toronto, man. A ton of talent. Tons. Look out for the sky. New films coming out. Where can people watch your existing films, actually? So uh, what we're actually doing is we're actually working on a platform to showcase our work. Dope. And also help other creators build their own portfolios and work as well. Fire. So we'll have more information about that this year. But as soon as it's live and ready, once we finish the beta... Uh, they'll be able to easily access both films on there. Dope. That's that's gonna be huge. I can't wait for that one. Let's get it, bro. Yes. Let's get some streaming bread. Street that exactly. Let's go, that's man. what we need. Versatile vigilante, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Shout, shout out CJ. Shout out M Works Legends. M Works Gang. Uh, we're out here, bro. Twenty twenty three. Let's subscribe get it. To this guy.